Have you ever found yourself stuck in your car in traffic and were starving? Have you ever tried to buy a snack at the gas station and found nothing you could eat? Or have you ever flown on a plane and found yourself bitter that all the snacks they served weren't gluten-free? If so, then this episode is for you. The ability to eat something on the go that's good for your mind and body is super important for getting through the day. Snacks can be helpful in a pinch, when the day doesn't go as we planned, or when you're traveling for hours at a time. Having healthy food on hand that you can eat can give peace of mind, balance your blood sugar, and help you feel empowered even when you're on a gluten-free, grain-free, or otherwise restricted diet. In today's episode, I'm sharing my top 10 favorite gluten-free snacks I keep on hand at all times. I'm also sharing the three healthy snack guidelines I use for picking my snacks. So even if you have a different set of food restrictions than me, you can use these three guidelines to find your top 10 snacks that can get you through the day. Just because you're on a restricted diet doesn't mean you have to starve. So if you want to thrive and feel good on your gluten-free, grain-free, or dairy-free diet, then let's jump on in. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Before we get started in today's episode, I want to make a quick disclaimer that the purpose of this episode is to not tell you that going gluten-free or getting more gluten-free snacks is going to heal your gut. I want to be very clear that this episode is for if you already know you need to be going gluten-free, you've gotten lab testing, and you know it's a part of your health plan. But here at On the Better Belly podcast, I am a huge advocate that you know what your body actually needs to get healthy before you go off and try to do it. Because it can be a lot of time and effort to do something like changing your diet when you don't know if that's actually what you need. It's only what somebody else says you need or what you think you need. So to actually know what you need to heal your body, what I really recommend is that you come and join my free live two-day workshop coming up in November called Clear Your Constipation. If you are struggling with bloating and constipation and you feel like you've tried everything, supplements and diet change and doctor visits and enemas, whatever that is, and you are just tired of things that don't work, then come join this workshop. 
Each day of this live two-day workshop, I'm going to have a 45-minute Zoom call with fast-paced training to get you all the information to help you understand why you have not gotten rid of your constipation yet. It's going to have quick, to-the-point teaching, easy-to-do homework for quick wins. You're going to have the opportunity for a free 15-minute power coaching with me, and you're going to walk away with the next steps to end your bloating and constipation, prizes, new friends, and clarity on why what you've tried thus far hasn't worked and what to do instead. I promise that this workshop will not include any more recommendations to just drink more water, eat more fiber, or take probiotics. This workshop will not include the same recommendations you are seeing all over the internet. My promise to you is that you will hear something new in this workshop that will be the key to unlocking your bowels, literally, because honestly, I don't have time to put this much effort into putting this on for you, and I know you don't have time to show up for things that aren't going to work. So on top of all of this, which I already sort of mentioned, I'm going to be giving out prizes just for showing up because I want this to be a party. So if you are ready to end your bloating and constipation for good, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes to register today. And if you can't show up, no problem. I will be recording and sharing a replay of the workshop and you will be getting access to our special bonus offer for being a part of the workshop, whether you are there live or watching on the replay. All you need to do is register. So if you want access to all the teaching and prizes and community and honestly clarity on your next steps, even if you can't show up on the exact hour, just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. That's betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. Now onto our content for today. So I do encourage you to, if you, if you have, if you're not driving, if you have the ability to take out your phone or a notepad and take down some notes as I'm speaking, you can write down my three healthy snack guidelines that you can use to find your own foods that you like. You can even write down the top 10 foods that I'm going to mention, or you can start to create a list of your own so you can immediately take action, go buy some snacks at the store and start to implement these things. So you're feel good and empowered every single day. So once you've done that, you can pause this, unpause it when you have your notepad. But in the meantime, let's start with my three healthy snack guidelines. So number one, you want to have snacks that are in your top 10 list that don't go bad, that can be used in all occasions. And oftentimes these snacks I am storing in my purse and or car. So I'm going to be giving five uh, five snacks that I use that just don't go bad, but they're also not bad for you. They're healthy snacks that don't go bad. So that should be one, one aspect, at least of some of the snacks you have on your list is that they don't go bad, that they are shelf stable on their own. Number two, the second guideline I use is I try to have a mix of sweet, protein, and fat snacks. And I'm, you'll see when the examples that I share what I mean and what can be examples of some snacks that are sweet, some that have protein, and some that have fat. This is so that you get different bursts of energy. The sweet foods are going to give you more immediate energy. Sometimes that's really helpful. And then the protein and fat is going to give you more of that long-lasting energy that's going to take slow. It's going to be slower for it to hit your body, but it's going to last longer once you've already eaten it. I strongly, strongly believe in intuitive eating. If you've never heard of this, I am going to be having a podcast episode coming out in December talking all about what intuitive eating is. Is it real? How do you do it? Um, What are the benefits of it? Um, And honestly, just diving deep into intuitive eating. But 
just having a list that has a mix of these where you don't feel like none of them should have sugar or if you notice you write out your five to 10 snack items and they all have pretty substantial sugar content in them, even if it's not necessarily um, you know, like a cookie, but it's, it's all something sweet. And again, you're going to see with these examples, I give what my kind of, I'll point out which ones are sweet, which ones are not. Um, but if you just notice that your list has mainly sweet ones, start to work and think through what are things you can eat that are not sweet and vice versa, unless you really just don't like sweet foods. If you notice that you feel like you have to have all the foods in your snack list shouldn't have any sugar, that's not necessarily true because sometimes having that really quick available um, burst of sugar can be really helpful for our blood sugar and our brains as we're as we're aiming for a little snack that can keep us going until a, a real meal time. So do, if you don't already subscribe, so you can come and listen to that episode on intuitive eating, but because that's can actually even help guide you if you're trying to figure out, well, which snack do I eat? How does that all work? But, but before you even know which ones to eat, just having that list and knowing what your go-tos are is super helpful and just making sure there's a mix of sweet foods, protein, and fat. And then my third guideline that I use is always having, always stocking your go-to items in your fridge and pantry. And that is just a guideline that makes this possible because if you are not stocking these foods regularly in your fridge, in your pantry, then they, it doesn't matter if you have the list, you just don't have the food in your hand and you end up getting Getting frustrated. So I have um, I have a method to always keep food stocked that is also going to be in an episode coming up in just a few weeks. So again, subscribe so you can keep an eye out for that. I'm having this whole series all about food and buying food and storing food and what foods to eat. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to be talking even today about some things that's going to be referring to some episodes we just had. So, um, but the big point is that you. To make this process work, you're going to want to have all these items always stocked in your fridge and pantry. And if you feel like that is a struggle for you to have food stocked, definitely subscribe so you can listen to my upcoming episode on how to always have food on hand and stocked in just a few, just dedicating a few minutes a week. So it's going to be a great episode. I'm actually super jazzed. All right. So those are my three guidelines. Again, I'll say them. Uh, have something that doesn't go bad so they can use it for all occasions. Have a mix of sweet, protein, and fat uh, in the mix of your kind of five to 10 foods. And then always go, always have these items that you can stock in your fridge and pantry. All right. Who's, who's ready for these 10 items? So I'm going to share share these in order. The first five are all foods that don't go bad, so they are shelf-stable. And then the last five are foods that you will need a fridge to store, but they can still be great, again, if you're if you're just going on errands and you're going to be starting at your home. Not as good for travel, but again, good for more shorter trips. So, all right, here we go. Number one is going to be nuts. Nuts, nuts, nuts. They are my like hack for life because nuts, they have protein, fiber, and fat in them. You can get lots of different types of nuts, which can just mix up what they taste like. Um, I, I always buy a mix most of the time from Costco. I either buy them roasted and unsalted or unroasted and unsalted. So the unsalted is just because honestly, the salt gets to my mouth. It tastes way too strong. I like to be able to control my salt intake a little bit more. Um, salt is not inherently bad. 
I have an episode that in mind that I'm going to be creating all about salt. Haven't created it yet, but it is in my course, The Better Belly Blueprint, if you want to know, know more about how salt even helps you poop, for example. But I buy all these from Costco. I get pecans, cashew, Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts, by the way, are great for your thyroid because they have selenium in them. So all you need to even do is just eat like three to five Brazil nuts a day, and you're going to be boosting your selenium to a therapeutic level, which is phenomenal. Almonds, pecans, walnuts, and peanuts. I get all of these in bulk from Costco, and most of them I can get, well, all of them I can get unsalted in one way or another. And then some of these are going to be roasted, some come unroasted. Some cool things about nuts is that f- Delta right now is offers almond packages as one of their snacks. So if you're flying Delta, you can get nuts in that way. And nuts are also pretty common at gas stations, which is typically one of the worst places to buy snacks, especially grain-free ones, because so many items in uh, in gas stations have corn oil and cornstarch and corn, corn, corn in them. So if you are grain-free like me, there's that extra component of problems going on. But if you're gluten-free, there are going to be some more options at a gas station. But again, I'm giving you my list, which all of these are going to be not just gluten-free, but grain-free, meaning no rice, no corn, no quinoa, um, no oats, nothing in there. So nuts just and the, they're, they're great. You can get a small amount and it can fit in a small purse. You can get a larger amount and store it in your car. I use a BPA-free little plastic um, kind of storage, reusable storage baggie and put all my mixed nuts in there that I hand mix myself, which does make it cheaper when you buy them each separately and then just mix your own like one handful of pecans, one handful of cashews, etc. So nuts are phenomenal. They are definitely a go-to and I keep them in my car, in my purse, at my office because they're such a great source of energy. Next one is going to be dark chocolate. Uh, dark chocolate is phenomenal. I love the fat that's inside of it. If you get uh, dairy-free dark chocolate, which are the brands that I'm getting, then they're using cacao butter in them. And it's really going to give you that long-term energy you're looking for. And if you're getting dark chocolate, I'm typically looking at 72% dark chocolate for myself, or sometimes a little higher, then that's also going to give you really good levels of fat intake, a little bit of sugar, and it won't be too much to get a sugar rush. I'm typically buying chocolate from Aldi, Trader Joe's, or Costco. At Aldi, I buy the Moser Roth brand. Most of these, if not all of them, are dairy-free. I'm primarily in taking the dark chocolate version, their plain dark chocolate, because that's the 72% dark chocolate. It's not super sweet, but they do have other flavors, which is super fun. They have like chili and mint and sea salt. Uh, Those are the main ones that I get. I think they have like an orange almond flavor. And so that can be a great place. And it's a really great price for getting lots of different types of chocolate. And they come in these pre-packaged, like tinier Um, chocolate packages. So if you are looking for a little bit of portion control of just eating something, one thing that's small, but like not too small, that's a great option. Another one that I like is Trader Joe's. Their Trader Joe's brand Belgian dark chocolate comes in these little packs of three. They do have pound packages, but this is not realistic. Um, So if you see the pound ones, that's not what I'm referring to. They have these smaller packs of three that they have Again, they have a couple different flavors. I'm typically eating mostly their dark chocolate brand, but they do have like an almond, um, like an almond chocolate one. It does have more sugar. Um, That's the only other one I think I typically buy from them, but I'm eating more often their just plain dark chocolate because it has that higher fat content. And then at Costco, if I'm buying chocolate, 
The main one I stick to is their Unreal brand that they sell in bulk, which is that kind of coconut dark chocolate mix. So if you like coconut, again, it's going to be, it's not super high in sugar and it's going to give you more of that fat content to keep you satiated. So that's it for dark chocolate. I really do eat chocolate quite a bit. So have at it. As long as it's dark chocolate, it's dairy-free it's, and it's low in sugar, it can be really helpful and 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 I dare say healthy for you to eat. So number three is going to be RX bars. RX bars I am sensitive to eating because they can be higher in sugar, but they also do have protein in them. I found that when I was pregnant, these were super helpful. I just needed a higher sugar intake to feel good when I was pregnant. But I have noticed that if I eat them and my glucose is already a little high, that I can feel like I get a headache or something. So just keep an eye on how you're feeling. The nice thing is that it does, like I said, have protein in it. Uh, it's egg white protein. Um, but I am careful in exactly when I eat them. And these also I buy from Costco in bulk. So you get a better price per bar. Uh, number four is going to be almond flour crackers from simple meal mills. I buy these from Costco in bulk. I especially, we have these on hand even more now since having my daughter who we've also kept on a grain free and dairy free diet just because that's what she had while she was going through gestation when I was pregnant with her. And so we're waiting to introduce other foods to her in a more controlled manner when she's a little older. I love the almond flour crackers. It's again, it's going to be almond. It's nut based. So you're still getting protein in it. They're the crackers are smallish and they don't break as easily as things like grain-free tortilla chips from the Siete Foods brand, which is another um, another grain-free option, but harder to travel with because they tend to just break like tortilla chips do. So almond flour crackers and then jerky. I don't eat jerky a ton, but if I really just want to up my meat and the great thing is it's shelf stable, I will buy jerky from Costco. I'm looking for brands that don't have a lot of extra fillers like food coloring and sugar and nitrates. Really look ideally for something that says grass-fed, no added preservatives, no food coloring. That's the one downside with jerky is that it, you're starting, it, you eliminate a lot of different brands that you can eat when you're looking for a healthier form of it. Um, but I do typically try to start at Costco and see, are they selling? They'll kind of cycle through different types that they sell. And there's some that are healthier without food coloring and no or low sugar and um, limited added preservatives, no nitrates, and that's the ones I typically go for. All right, so those are my five shelf stable ones. And you can see how, you know, nuts are going to be low sugar and the jerky is going to be low sugar. And then you're going to have almond flour crackers that have some carbs in them, but not sugar. Uh, the dark chocolate has more sugar and then the RX bars has the most but also at least has some protein in it. So it's helping you at least don't just, it's not pure sugar and then you're just taking a nosedive. That's one thing I have against oat bars. Even if you can eat oats, a lot of granola bars, granola is a carb or rather oats are a carb and then sugar they'll add in like a glucose syrup to make it sweet. And then there'll be chocolate chips. There's really not much going on. So there is, there are healthy oat bars or granola bars you can buy, but you're going to look that they are, you're, I'm typically, if I'm looking at like one single bar or a serving, I'm looking for it to be under 10 grams of sugar. When you start getting to the 11, 12, 13, especially like 15 and higher, it's getting really sweet and it is going to tank your, your blood sugar. And you're also going to want to see, even if it has like nine grams of sugar, does it have also nine grams of protein on top of it? Something like that. So you're looking for that, that nice mix. 
All right. So here are my five that you do need a fridge for. But again, if you're as long as you're not traveling super long hours, you can make work. Number one is going to be the chocolate banana protein almond milk. That is a mouthful. They literally don't have a better name. Chocolate banana protein almond milk from Costco. This is going to be in their drink sections. They're individually packaged. It's essentially almond not almond, it's protein milk that's pre-mixed, so it's not a powder. It literally comes in these little little kind of cardboard boxes that are, it's almond milk base, but then it has, it's sweetened with banana, so it has no kind of like, it doesn't even have coconut sugar in it or granulated sugar, no processed sugar inside of it, just banana. And it has chocolate, so if you love chocolate like me, that's a win. And then there's pea protein in it. So it's not a grain protein, it's not a milk protein, pea protein, super great middle-of-the-line protein if you're looking for a protein intake. And there's 16 grams of protein in this. I literally lived off of it when I was pregnant. That's kind of when I discovered it and became obsessed. They are shelf-stable once they're not open, so it's great if you don't have a lot of fridge space. You can just keep them in your basement or in a cupboard. And then when you, I typically keep about four stocked in my fridge. So they're cold because I like them cold, but then they're shelf stable outside of it. So you could store them somewhere else that is, you know, not your fridge if it's not opened. But um, once they are open, I do technically qualify this as a, you know, something that should be refrigerated eventually. And then another thing, so that's number one, well, that's technically number six. Let's say that. It's number six of the total list. Number seven is sliced manchego cheese. Now, I do talk about this more in episode 171, the three dairy-free foods I eat for creamy sauces, cheeses, and pizza. Manchego cheese, when you buy it from Costco, is traditionally made, and traditionally made manchego is made with sheep milk. So if you are sensitive to dairy, which is specifically cow, you can actually eat this cheese, and it's great. And I love that cheese has protein in it and fat. Um, as you already said, I, I live off of so much protein and fat, probably way more than carbs, and I feel really good on it personally. So again, this I'll get more into this in intuitive eating and there's some people do need, need more carbs than other people, but personally I'm eating a lot of fat and protein and I feel really good just taking some sliced cheese in a bag or in a little container and being able to know that I have that on the road or at my office to eat. Also, I love sometimes my daughter will wake up super hungry and on our way before we go to like as we're driving to daycare, which is about a 30 minute drive. So it's not not a super short drive. I'll just hand her a piece of cheese and she eats that in the car and it's super great. So that's number seven. Number eight is sausage. I typically am buying sausage from Costco. There's different types of sausages you can buy. So that's kind of fun that you can get different flavors and not get too bored. The sausages that we literally bought this week, I, know, I don't even know the names of them. I just know that they're, you know, sometimes you can buy beef or turkey. Sometimes there's, they're plain. Sometimes they have other stuff in them like apples or cumin. Um, but I literally used those sausage links again this week for my daughter when she woke up hungry before we'd even gotten in the car. And we just gave her one of these and she just grabbed it and ate it. So again, I'm typically putting these in one of a, like a reusable BPA-free plastic bag or um, plastic container. Now, some of y'all are like, you're using plastic. I only use plastic containers for food that is not going to get warm. It was not put into the container warm. It does not warm up itself and it's not super acidic like like tomato juice, something like that. That really limits the toxins coming out of the bag um, or out of the plastic container. So 
just a fun side fact. Sausages. Number nine is banana. So that's something sweet. I do really like bananas. Honestly, I, they're like a go-to fruit that I almost always take on a plane ride. I just find that I'll bring some nuts, I'll bring some chocolate, and then I'll bring a banana. It's a very common mix that I will do for flights. I don't know why, but I feel really good on them. The great thing is bananas, again, they're really low cost. You can get them from lots of different places, including grocery stores and gas stations. And then number 10, I really struggled with 10, like 10 foods. I've really sat here and thought there's got to be a 10th snack. I do eat other things maybe as a snack, but the ones I mentioned are all the ones I intentionally keep in stock. And so number 10 for me, I decided was just going to be water with an electrolyte mix or my supplements, because these are things that I might, you know, grab my supplements for the day put them in my pocket if I don't even have time to drink them in the morning. And then supplements do help me feel better throughout the day. And sometimes I'm adding in an electrolyte mix. The One of my favorite ones to do and one of the ones I do recommend for a lot of people to get is the Element. It's literally spelled capital L, capital M, capital N, capital T, Element. And that has a really great content of sodium and potassium in them. Um, there's another brand that I get on Amazon. It's called IQ Mix, sugar-free electrolyte powder packets. It's higher in potassium than an element and then lower in sodium. So you can like mix the two and get a better potassium sodium mix, which is one thing that I'll do. Or even if you're not mixing, it's you have one at the beginning of the day, one at the end. Fun fact. And again, this isn't a whole salt episode, but I'll just put this in here to get a therapy therapeutic level of sodium and potassium, you're looking at wanting 500 grams or milligrams, 500 to 1000 milligrams of sodium or potassium. And that is often you're looking at way less, way less when for so many other brands that are saying this is an electrolyte mix, but it is like 50 milligrams, not 500. That is not therapeutic. That's like barely even moving the scale of the amount of electrolytes you need, especially if you're depleted, which most people are. If they're having any type of health problems, bloating, constipation, gas, headaches, fatigue, all that, y'all are depleted in your minerals which is something we work on in the Better Belly Blueprint. And again, if you have not registered for Clear Your Constipation, my live two-day workshop in November, I'm also going to be touching on not just minerals, but the top five puzzle pieces you need to clear your constipation. I give you a gut health audit so you can look at what pieces you've been missing because most likely you've done some of the things you need to do, but you haven't done all of them. You haven't done them to the fullest extent. You haven't done them in the right order. These are all things that I see consistently keeping people constipated even when they're quote unquote doing the right things. So I don't want you to be constipated anymore. Come join our live free workshop, clear your constipation, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. And again, if you can't show up live, no problems. We're going to be recording the calls and then sending them out on a replay. You'll be able to view them. And if you are registered, you will also get access to the special promo offer. We're going to be sharing just for being a part of the, of the, whole registration process and the workshop, again, even if you can't show up live. So go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. Have a great week, guys. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. 
When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.